If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hello listeners, welcome back to the Holistic Navigator podcast, where we talk about all things holistic health and believe in the body's ability to heal itself, if given the proper nutrients and care. For those of you who may happen to be new to the podcast, let me go ahead and say welcome and thank you so much for listening. My name is Brian Strickland, I'm the producer of the show, and I'm joined in the studio today as always by our host, Ed Jones. Our goal is to educate anyone who may be interested in learning more about natural holistic healing, And we're excited to share some information about CBD with you today. We've got John Kennedy with us, a former cannabis lobbyist, CBD advocate, and representative of the Realm of Caring Foundation, an independent nonprofit dedicated to cannabis education, research, and support. We're covering pretty much everything you need to know about CBD on this episode, from function, effectivity, and why quality matters so much when purchasing this product. Well, that's it for me. So let's go ahead and start and I'll throw it over to the host of our show, Mr. Ed Jones. Thank you so much, Brian, as always. And we are excited about today's podcast. You know, I've been doing the world of nutrition study and life and career for going on 41 years, actually this month. And in that time, I doubt I've ever, ever seen something come out of nothingness and go to a thousand mile an hour rocket speed as I have hemp and CBD. I think we've all heard of of the topic at this point. Uh, We see it advertised every single place. And we have attempted to be, you know, the source of credible information on so many health topics, uh, including this in the past. But today, you know, things always are, uh, we're learning more. We want to fine tune our knowledge And I want today to tell you that this podcast on uh, the hemp extracts and CBD is going to focus on five of the most important nuggets of knowledge that you need to know about hemp extracts and CBD, purchasing it, consuming it, and dosing it. Those are the three big ones. Because I can tell you right now, people, uh, it's spread the country like many things have where quality has gone to zilch. And many people now are saying, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. Well, of course it doesn't work if uh, it's watered down, it's not quality, it's not grown correctly, and you are not educated on it. I met a gentleman several years ago named John Kennedy, and he has a vast history of this conversation. He was a lobbyist for the cannabis uh, topic uh, he has a background in engineering. Uh, he also uh, is a representative of Realm of Caring, which is a great website for more information. And the thing is, um, I'm truly more and more convinced at this age of mine and being almost 63 now and dealing with you know people in this industry and health and topics and medicine for 41 years. It's really not about the plaques on the wall that count. 
It's about life experience and the real passion and focus that individuals have. I count this gentleman, John Kennedy, as having a, basically a life experience of a PhD degree of life experience in this topic. You'll never hear anyone that has more uh, knowledge and experience than John Kennedy. Welcome to the Holistic Navigator, John. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me, Ed. Yes. We have had many conversations in the past, and I always look to you for the focused, direct answers. You are not a BSer. You really know your SHIT so well. So uh, let's get this thing started. I'm going to tell the listeners that I'm going to have five questions. Generally, I'm going to ask you so so you the listeners will know what am I going to learn from this. One is about what are the positive effects of hemp and CBD. Number two, we're going to speak about the act, actual uh, in, not ingredients, but the breakdown molecules of CBD called terpenes and minor cannabinoid molecules. And number two, and explain why you need to know that. Number three, we're going to talk about, of course, blood testing and testing positive for THC. Number four, the big one, very few people know this, dosing information. Is uh, CBD and hemp extracts have to be dosed correctly. It's one of the oddest molecules because if you dose too little or too much, uh, it will cease to work. And number five, the future of CBD and hemp extracts. So people, number one uh, piece of nugget knowledge that we're going to start with, John, tell people who they may know, they may not, what are the positive effects of consuming a high quality hemp extract or a CBD, not only on the body, but on the mind? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. As you had mentioned, we've been doing this for a, a number of years. And uh, one of the things that we found is that as long as we have a commitment to trying to be accurate and being able to cite the sources that we're drawing our information from, then um, we found that um, that just caring about what the end results will be has had the best positive outcome for all the people who are trying products like this. That said, um, we're constantly in the search for collecting data You'd mentioned the Realm of Caring Foundation. The Realm of Caring has a, a number of different um, uh, missions as far as what they're trying to accomplish. It's a nonprofit that works with several prestigious research universities, but they have also amassed the largest database uh, in the world for studying the efficacy of cannabinoids for various conditions. Uh, that said, we have a pretty wide selection of different conditions that people have and different reasons that people use uh, CBD-rich cannabinoids successfully. The the main reasons that people use it, or at least report back to us, that they are finding uh, positive results really fall into just a few basic categories. Uh, the number one reason that people end up using it is for pain management. CBD and multiple cannabinoids are actually uh, strong anti-inflammatories. So if people have uh, pain that's rooted in inflammation, then sometimes um, these cannabinoids can be beneficial. Uh, we also talk to people who have pain that's sourced from something like uh, neuropathy. Now, CBD and other cannabinoids will actually block some of the pain signaling. The CBD will bind to multiple receptors. It's not just the CB1 and CB2 receptors that are associated with the endocannabinoid system. So there are a lot of different mechanisms uh, that cause CBD to be effective. And so there's different, different reasons that pain can be caused and uh, CBD seems to help with uh, several of those. That said, there's, we also find that people are using CBD and CBD-rich products 
for sleep. This can be caused due to restlessness, due to anxiety, or uh, insomnia that is something that is more health-related. After that, we find that most people use the products for anxiety. Everyday stress is something that is affecting everybody, uh, or at least a large portion of the population. So with that being said, whenever people are trying these products and they get the right dose, then they find that sometimes the stress associated with just worrying about the future tends to drop away and they can become more present, um, let their mind not wander as much, not be focused on what could go wrong in the future and just be accepting of what is. And then finally, even though there are, say, 60 different conditions that we have collected data for, we also found that there's a high success rate for people who have uh, conditions that are rooted in an endocannabinoid deficiency. So our bodies make cannabinoids and the cannabis plant makes cannabinoids. If our bodies do not make enough cannabinoids, then that can be the root cause of multiple diseases. The highest success rate that we have found is also people with fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, and chronic migraine. So we've found that there's about a, a two out of three chance that if someone has that kind of condition, that cannabinoid therapy might be right for them. <clears throat> That's a great, amazing list. And of course, with my experience and in, in dealing with clients every single day, that is the bulk of the reasons people are searching for these products. And I will want to, I, I kind of use this analogy, John, and I'm, I'm sure that you uh, would uh, favor this and may have said it many times. I look at uh, CBD, which stands for cannabinoid, as an orchestra director. If you had like f uh, 500 instruments uh, and all these people had their skill level of playing them, you know, if you don't have an orchestra director who is keeping everything in tune and having the rhythm correctly, you'll have garbled sounds. But when it's really done well, you'll have the Mozart. You'll have the beautiful balance and rhythm that an orchestra can play. Well, uh, CBD is kind of like an orchestra director that's, 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 that's helping the body to find homeostasis and balance again. And, you're, you know, what you said was the body makes this because our bodies have receptor sites for these molecules. What is a receptor site? It's like a locking key. When you come into your house at night, you stick your key in your front door. Uh, that's the receptor site and the key is the molecule. So when you don't have or your receptor site's full of super glue, well, you can't really get the door open. Well, that's what's happening a lot because of our declining health in this country. And I use uh, CBD sometimes for specific purposes like sleep. And, you know, I've spoke on the Holistic Navigator about the fact that I'm a chronic insomniac. And uh, for those people who want the full picture of how to really fix your insomnia, go back to my earlier Holistic Navigator and listen to it because I keep saying this, don't ever believe your health professional when they say you need a sleeping pill. Do you really believe you have a deficiency of Ambien? No, you don't. That's ridiculous. Now, in a crisis, it's okay to use those things short term. You will become a um, addicted person with using those products. So, uh, thank you, John, for the big list of things that people use. I uh, want to make sure that people understand, like, Number two question here, we're talking about something called terpenes uh, and minor cannabinoids. These are what, the individual constituents of a quality CBD or explain that maybe in other terms? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, just to be sure that we're uh, using the same nomenclature, because I know that with this being a new industry, 
there are a lot of different lenses through which to see this. And just to make sure that we're all communicating properly here, I want to be sure that people understand that CBD is a class of molecules that are called cannabinoids. CBD is short for cannabidiol, which is one of about a hundred different cannabinoids that are unique to the cannabis plant. So with that being the case, uh, the cannabis plant will naturally produce about a hundred different cannabinoids, all of which have an excellent safety profile, but most of which have not been isolated and studied to much degree. CBD though is a robust molecule. It occurs abundantly on some varieties of cannabis, and that's the one that's been studied the most. And the fact that it doesn't have any psychoactive effects, but does have a lot of health benefits, I think that's caused it to become the celebrity molecule that we're talking about. That said, uh, there are other cannabinoids that we have also isolated that we don't hear in the news that much, but I believe that we will hear it with increasing frequency over the next few months and years, um, one of which, for instance, is CBG, that's cannabigerol. That is actually the, the parent molecule of, um, of CBD. So the cannabis plant will produce CBG in some abundance, and then as the plant matures, some molecules of CBG will convert to CBD, and some don't. Now, CBG has also been shown to have strong anti-inflammatory effects, and it has a number of other uh, conditions that we've tested to see that it's actually beneficial. CBN, uh, which is short for cannabinol, is another cannabinoid that's considered a minor cannabinoid, and it's been isolated and studied and found to be very helpful with sleep. So when CBD is spoken about as being useful for sleep, there's some reasons why it's working in the body and, and helping out with sleep, whereas CBN actually is targeting parts of the body that are sending direct sleep signals. So uh, we expect that that's probably going to be a big part of the market as time goes on as well. There are about a hundred different cannabinoids and there are hundreds of terpenes. Terpenes are the molecules that occur naturally in the plant. Uh, structurally, they're very similar to cannabinoids, but they have different effects. They don't necessarily bind to the receptors in our body that are part of our endocannabinoid system. Uh, but they do act uh, similar to essential oils. Now, the fact that there are hundreds of terpenes that are uh, unique to the, or not unique, but show up in different concentrations in the cannabis plant, that's showing that the industry is probably going to be moving to products that have certain profiles of cannabinoids and terpenes. Because all of our bodies are different, each ratio of cannabinoids and terpenes to each other is going to impact people differently. Some people will find that a certain ratio of CBD and CBN, THC, CBG, the list goes on, works best for them. Whereas the next person may realize that a completely different spectrum of cannabinoids and terpenes works better for them as well. So that's where we see that we need to find products that are on the market that are consistent with their cannabinoid and terpene profile, just so that when people find which product works the best for them, they can be trusted to have that same general uh, ratio and concentration of cannabinoids and terpenes batch after batch, year after year. Now, that's not to say that there's one product on the market that is the best for everybody. That's certainly not true. Um, but we would recommend that people actually go towards high quality products 
first try multiple types of these high quality products, give each one at least a 30 day uh, trial and see which one works best for them and then stick with it. Um, we realize that that's a lot of work for people to do, but the benefits and the upside is so important and so large that we feel that, uh, that that's probably the, the rigor that would do everyone quite a bit of justice. Wow. I, I hope that everyone listening, I'm sure their head is somewhat spinning by the fact that, you know, everyone tends to package and label, you know, if you if you were going to buy uh, an herb or, you know, or something else, they, they feel like it's kind of standard, like, OK, everybody's going to sell a similar product. It's kind of like automobiles. You know, you go to the Ford dealership, they're all going to have four wheels. They're all going to have motors that run. They're all going to have heaters and mostly air conditioners and things. So it's going to get me from point A to point B. But l- let me tell you to people listening, that's not true of the hemp extracts and CBD. You can get from point A to nothing but wasted money by buying the very low quality products. And there's many reasons why this is happening. Of course, as always, you follow the money trail, you know, greed sets in and, you know, companies, they don't give a crap about your health. They're just trying to reach the bottom line. So you have to be an informed consumer. That's why you're listening to The Holistic Navigator, because you are a person who wants to be like that. I have used probably... I hate to even think how many brands you've used, John, but I've used probably 35 different brands. And I have got my list of, oh, for sleep, this is my favorite. And if I worked out too hard and I got pain, oh, this is my favorite. Uh, uh, if I have anxiety, this is my favorite. Now, I will say that I've found some brands that kind of share some of that. So it's not like I have to have one for each one, but it is a personal journey, people. You have to know your your uh results, how you're sensitive, how your body reacts, but that all still comes from buying a quality product. And I can tell you right now, we are being inundated in this country with products that are worthless. In fact, on Amazon, I mean, you can order hemp oil because of the legality, they're not going to let you buy CBD. We tested the hemp oil. It has nothing. It doesn't even have a small amount. It has nothing, people, of the active compounds. Yeah, it's hemp oil. They're telling the truth, but it's not going to help you. So don't be a sucker. Be an informed consumer. And I love the fact that you called the molecules in there celebrity molecules, celebrity. I, that's very uh, adequate t- com, uh, term for that because I have seen people's lives ch- change by the use of this. People who were on terrible levels of opiates and, and I do have to say, again, like I always do, we're not treating a medical condition. We're not telling you to use this as place of medicine. Seek help from an informed health professional. Remember my word, informed, uh, which is not always easy to find. But you, uh, if you're struggling with health, you're struggling with these issues, CBD is part of, has to be the conversation if you want to feel better, act better, and be better. Uh, along with the other parts to this puzzle, which you always hear me speak about, which is the right sleep, the right exercise, the right nutritional protocol called Core 4 is, you know, I do absolutely talk about Core 4 10 times a day. I've looked at blood work from thousands of people, the four things every single person needs, the proper multivitamin, not the big box stuff, uh, green drink, because it opens the liver's deep P450 system, gets rid of the toxins, which are killing us uh, probiotics uh, and omega three in right doses and right quality, similar to the CBD conversation. You got to find the right brands. People got to find the right brands. Uh, you know, John and I've 
had some sad stories, as you have heard, about people who have used uh, CBD hemp products and were tested at work for THC. And sadly, some have lost their jobs. And so tell it, listeners, what they need to be aware of in order to, you know, prevent this from happening and and give some good advice on that, please. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that is um, that is certainly one of the downsides to this industry is that when people are realizing that CBD and full spectrum hemp extract products are beneficial, they typically hear that from their friends and family, people that they trust. And that is their motivation to go down to um, a, a trusted healthcare professional or to find someone who is knowledgeable who can guide them in the right direction. And then there's nothing but optimism on the front end of this journey of theirs. The downside is that um, there are there are trace amounts of THC in these hemp extract products. The federal law allows for up to 0.3% THC by weight. Um, that's how the federal government has defined hemp. So from a legal perspective, any cannabis with less than three-tenths of a percent THC by weight is hemp and legal to be sold. But that doesn't mean that it's THC-free. There are some molecules of THC in there. And as many people may know, that THC is the strongly psychoactive compound that is traditionally associated with marijuana. While at that low level of three-tenths of a percent, that's not enough THC to cause anyone to get high or have any of the effects that are typically associated with the euphoric properties of marijuana. They still exist and they can build up in the body. THC is fat soluble. So what will typically happen is that people will use these products, find benefits of the CBD and all the other constituent compounds in there. But then if they are employed at a business that does regular drug testing, they may be shocked to find that they tested positive for marijuana use. Technically, we call that a false positive because they were not using marijuana if they were only using a hemp extract. But nonetheless, THC is showing up in their system. And if they were surprised by that and the employer is surprised by that, it can be very difficult on the back end of that conversation to try to defend that, no, they were not actually smoking pot that they were actually just using a very legal over-the-counter hemp extract instead. This is a situation where asking for forgiveness does not work. Um, the possibilities are not large. I mean, the, the probability is not large that people will fail a drug test, but the possibility is there. So um, we won't know until after the fact if people are, have a body condition that causes them to store up the THC or not until pretty much it's too late. So we'll usually tell people that if they are at risk of being let go from their job because they have a failed drug test, then first of all, this may not be the product for them. That being said, because these products do have an excellent safety profile and the public awareness is changing at such a fast pace that now we may be entering a time where employers are understanding, we will tell people, Ask your employer first. Ask for permission first. See what their policy is ahead of time rather than potentially being fired and then try to get your job back. It's a whole lot easier just to be honest up front. If the employer is saying, no, this is still not something that we feel comfortable with, then that's where uh, it is possible to actually speak with a, uh, a physician 
and get a recommendation to use CBD oil. Um, that would usually be enough to have a doctor's note to say that that these products have been recommended and that it is possible that they will show up positive for it uh, using THC. And if if there is a positive test, that it should be uh, negated because the health effects are so much greater. But um, we have other we have also heard of people using CBD isolate products that are these are products where because the CBD molecule is robust and it's easy to isolate, there are a lot of products on the market that are that are just touted as being pure CBD. Now, the yeah, really, let me interrupt you one second. Sure, so sure. an isolate is what? Where they pull a certain molecule out of the big family of molecules? That's right. They can be chemically isolated. So if you take the cannabis plant, run it through an extraction process, then you've got this almost molasses-like or honey-like um, extract that comes out the the other end. Now you can do further refinement of that extract and be able to chemically isolate just the CBD molecule. So basically all the other cannabinoids and terpenes and plant compounds are discarded. And then you end up with this pure substance that really looks like sugar. C- pure CBD looks like sugar, but it is oil soluble. So it's very easy to, to blend that back into a tincture. There's some sort of oil type product for people to use. Now, what, because that's such an easy process to do, and because CBD is in the market um, at a fairly loud level right now, um, when people have a concern about failing a drug test, then sometimes there will be an attraction to go for a product that has no THC in it at all. And that's fine. However, there's a couple of problems with CBD isolate. One, the FDA forbids this product from being sold. Right now, according to the FDA, the only approved CBD isolate products on the market today are a drug called Epidiolex. Epidiolex is uh, a pharmaceutical drug. It's intended for uh, treatment-resistant epilepsy, and all it is is just 100% pure CBD. So the FDA said the pharmaceutical industry has a market, has a corner on the market. No one is allowed to sell pure CBD unless it's um, from GW Pharmaceuticals and Epidiolex. That said, there's still the vast majority of products on the market today are CBD isolate. Um, so most of these products that people are walking into the to the uh, gas station, maybe even the regular type of store, are probably a little less pricing, is, is I'm guessing, but they are isolates, right? That's right. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So which and, we don't want because there again, you lose the synergy. You don't. You lose the orchestra playing the beautiful music, which is what we want with healthy foods and healthy CBDs. And so I'm a huge proponent of, of, of helping to educate people that isolates are not the answer. And it's not easy for a consumer to know this, is it? No, it's not. Um, and that's that's another problem that we've run into is there's um, because there's so much money to be made in the market, there's a lot of mislabeling going on and there's a lot of false claims. Even though the FDA is uh, tasked with trying to regulate this, for the most part, they've done nothing more than just issue a few dozen warning letters to manufacturers, but have not shut anyone down. We also see that there are a lot of adulterated uh, products on the market today. These adulterants, for instance, uh, whenever people say, well, CBD products work well for sleep, then a manufacturer, a nefarious manufacturer with ill intent can very easily just put a label on their product, which is usually CBD isolate, and then add other synthetic chemicals like Benadryl sometimes Mm -hmm. to it. 
Um, so that's that's one of the dangers that we see in this fairly unregulated market. Uh, but going back to the the other downside of CBD isolate is that during the FDA trials for Epidiolex, they found that CBD isolate actually has a very narrow bell-shaped response curve. So people are taking pure CBD, taking too little, obviously has no effect, but also taking too much has no effect. That's one of the problems that people are running into is whenever they try a CBD product, they'll realize that it may not work. They took a lot, didn't feel any effects, the product doesn't work, CBD doesn't work, and they've abandoned the whole idea of maybe looking into hemp extracts. But the downside is that CBD isolate, if you take too much, it actually stops working. So there really is a sweet spot that is very difficult to dose towards. So that's where people who actually have uh, a need to take Epidiolex would need to be under strict monitoring from their doctor. The good news is, though, that these full-spectrum products that do contain THC and other minor cannabinoids have much flatter response curve. So taking too little doesn't work, but as you increase the dosing amount, then people find that the efficacy increases as well. So it's a little bit more forgiving and it's easier to dose to. And also the, the maximum efficacy is a lot higher than what you would find with CBD isolate. So there's plenty of reasons to avoid CBD isolate, but being uh, making sure that uh, you don't fail a drug test is not one of the reasons to go towards a CBD isolate product. That's wonderful explanation, and I'm sure most people are not aware of this. And, you know, the sweet spot of dosing, and I want to get into dosing now, uh, it, like you said, and I found this to be true, is f- you, far more generous when you have a product that is full spectrum. And, uh, you know, uh, I would never even consume an isolate because it, it's subject to so much uh, alteration because of the processing. They can do many things to that. And again, I'm all about full spectrum everything. I'm full spectrum sleep and exercise and foods. And, that, uh, you know, that, this is where pharmaceuticals to me have such a, a, a potential for harm is because they are built from reducing everything to a single molecule. You know, 70% of the world still accesses herbal medicine for health, not us, because all of a sudden, you know, the profit on herbs you just can't make because they're not patentable. They're not single molecules. One of the freaking reasons they do single molecules is for patenting. And yes, they're stronger when you do a single molecule, but then it disrupts the the uh, ripples downstream of everything that it touches, the body doesn't do well with single molecules. And that applies to these isolates of CBD. So again, let the buyer beware, let them be knowledgeable. That's what we're here for. Let's talk about dosing because I have played with dosing. Uh, I have several bottles always sitting on my desk of hemp and CBD. And, you know, I am kind of a self-appointed guinea pig because people ask me all these questions. I want to have experience. And I have... uh, seen multiple or learned multiple ways of, you know, helping myself to function better through the day, through the use of CBD and through the night. Uh, But tell people some good, solid advice on how do we start and think about dosing if we already know we have a quality product. Sure. If you if if a person is interested in using these types of products, they should, like you said, they should go to a trusted source of these products first and foremost. Um, how they determine the trusted source, thats uh, we can talk, touch on that a little bit later on in, in more detail. But assuming that they have a selection of products in front of them, then it's not just a matter of buying a bottle, walking out in the parking lot, taking a little bit, and then expecting a miracle to happen. 
We'll tell people to give it, to expect to use the products for at least 30 days. There's a couple of reasons why that they would need to use the products for at least 30 days. The primary reason is that people should give it that at least that much time to determine what their optimal serving size is. So the policy, the protocol that we would recommend people go with is to start low and increase their serving size at methodical pace. So whenever people start low, um, that is somewhat uh, under the guidance of someone who is knowledgeable about this. Someone who is uh, being using the products for mild anxiety would not end up using the same amount as someone who has neuropathic pain, for instance. So that said, we'll say start with one product that's recommended by a health specialist, have a starting serving size, keep a journal. So every day when you're using these products, keep track of what time of day you used it, how much you used, know exactly how much there is, say, speaking about oils, measure out how much you're taking each day. If you have an oil, keep it under the tongue, let it absorb through the mucous membranes under your tongue. It'll go directly into the bloodstream that way. So instead of being swallowed and going and being processed by the liver first, you'll have a much more, um, a higher percentage of that CBD and other cannabinoids going into the bloodstream. Pay attention to how you feel over the next 20 minutes, hour, several more hours. Document that. Do that daily. And then every three days, increase the amount that you took by 50% of that initial serving size. So just, just to make the math easy, let's say you took 10 milligrams on day one, then on day four, three days later, then you would take 15 milligrams and do the same thing. Keep a journal every single day about how you feel. What's going to be happening is that the cannabinoids are going to be building up in your system while they're also working on your body in real time. So there is somewhere in there is going to be your optimal serving size. That is usually something that that's the main reason that we recommend that everybody keep a dosing journal. Um, Otherwise, people are going to have to remember, well, how did I feel eight days ago? Right. No one can remember that. We talk to a lot of people who actually use these products for depression and depressed people have a very difficult time remembering how they felt uh, in the past. All they all they have is real time data. So that's why we would say, if you keep this journal, look back to it, and then you'll see that there was some dose that you took in there where you had the optimal effects. And then um, with that being said, we'll actually tell people to deliberately overshoot it. End up taking, following this protocol, we're increasing every three days. And then at some point, you'll realize that there is a diminishing effects. That's where you look back to your journal, see what your optimal serving size was, and then stick with that for the foreseeable future. There, we don't see that there's a lot of tolerance buildup with these products. So that's the very good news, that that's probably going to be your dose uh, for a long time to come. Man, you know, when I announced this show and I said that there are going to be some important nuggets of knowledge, that uh, I was exactly accurate on that. That is phenomenal information, and, and, and it really helps me fine-tune my ability to further counsel people. You know, we're about out of time. I do want to Again, uh, you know, we talked about the positive effects. It's really, like you said, there's so many reasons that people uh, could benefit from the right product, the right quality, the right dosing. Uh, I think people now know more about this term terpenes and and maybe uh, cannabinoid molecules. 
Uh, we know that. And I think you've cleared up the thing about THC beautifully on question number three and four, the undosing. Uh, uh, I'm going to be repeating that often, exactly what you said. I, I think that was so, so valuable for people because, you know, we can't expect the bottle to tell you really what to do. Uh, you know, we kind of are in a society where we we kind of blend ourselves into the drug world where, oh, we're going to go to the drugstore and it's going to say take two, which is generally about right because it's a drug. That isn't true of these uh, natural types of medicines. Uh, we are individuals and it's uh, important that we find the right uh, dose for our results. And, you know, it is a wild, wild west out there, John, as you know, as far as this industry, I've, I've again, never seen anything like it. It's almost like when prohibition probably happened and there was no alcohol, then all of a sudden the law would change. And, you know, can you imagine the, the havoc the first two, three, four, five years when, you know, the liquor came available again? Uh, of course, liquor is not healthy. And this is I am committed to the future of this uh, CBD and hemp industry as you are. We are really gladiators because uh, I remember it wasn't that long ago I was hiding it in my drawers in my office and only people I knew could I sell it to. It was, a you know, a scary time, but I was not going to let these people need it for health and not have it. Uh, to finish up really quick, are you, what do you feel about the future of CBD as far as the next, you know, two to 10 years? What do you see it happening? Sure. I think that what's going to happen now is that now that we have a, a couple of thousand different manufacturers on the market today, trying to capitalize on this, we're going to see that people are going to realize that not all products are created equal. Some of the products are mislabeled. Actually, a, a journal of the American Medical Association report from last year found that 69% of products of CBD rich products that are on the market today are mislabeled, which means that the amount of CBD that's claimed on the packaging is not actually in the product itself. So I think that we're going to see a shakeout where these products that are on the market that don't actually contain the amount that's claimed are going to disappear. The, as the public becomes more educated, people are going to know what to look for. We're going to see that there are some uh, manufacturers out there that are actually doing the work to make sure that they have ISO certified third-party labs that are actually doing the testing to determine what the cannabinoids, all the cannabinoids in the product, what they really are and what ratios they show up in. So while we're talking about CBD now, we're going to see that the conversation, the public conversation is going to be shifting to not just CBD, but THC, CBG, CBN, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we do have the lab, the labs available that can do this testing. And so people are going to also become more knowledgeable and seek out which cannabinoid profile works best for them. Um, I think that we're also going to see that people are going to be seeking out products that have the controls in place to have a consistent profile batch after batch. That means growing the same variety of hemp with the same growing practices year after year, using the same extraction process, having a lot of quality control points. And um, finally, I think that uh, people are going to realize that quality matters in these products and that if they're expecting to get positive results with their health, then they need to actually do the work on their own to seek out what those high quality products are. So um, I think that we're going to see a lot more discussions about what the benefits are of all these other cannabinoids. The market, the market is really in its infancy at this point. We have more than 100 different cannabinoids that all work well, but we've only studied less than 10% of those. So it's a, it's a big frontier that we're up against. And uh, I think that the, the future is pretty bright. 
Gosh, John, I, I, I cannot thank you enough for all this information. And one last point I want to make, and I know that if we'd had more time, you would have also said this. The hemp plant really has a strong affinity for things like heavy metals from the soil. So when you purchase a product, if they're not testing it, you know, I have spoken this many times on the Holistic Navigator, the devastation that happens to your body from from neurological disease to everything you don't want can and and many times is 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 created by heavy metals because they block receptor sites. Do not be using a CBD hemp product that you don't know has been tested. In fact, uh, you know, I'm so committed that I do have a website called thecbdguide.org. That is in its infancy, and we are going to be doing more of that testing, thecbdguide.org, in order to help people. Because, you know, and you said this earlier, John, it's so, uh, it's not even important. It's vital that if you truly have a need for this, that you consult a health professional that's educated. That doesn't mean somebody with a white coat and a plaque on the wall, people. What do you think MD stands for? More drugs. You think you're going to get advice from most MDs? No. They will save your life in a car accident or heart attack. They're not going to be your team player when it comes to prevention and managing uh, Father Time's impact on your body. So create a team that's different along with that particular person. So sorry, I got a little uh, on my uh, rampage there. All right, John. Thank you again, John Kennedy. And we are the Holistic Navigator. I am Ed Jones. And as I've said many times before, I I separate the world into two classes of people, learners and non-learners. Hey, if you're listening to me, you're a learner and we can high five if you were sitting here. Thank you so much. Till next time. This is Ed Jones with the Holistic Navigator. The information on this podcast and the topics discussed have not been evaluated by the FDA or anyone of the medical profession and is not aimed to replace any advice you may receive from your medical practitioner. The Holistic Navigator assumes no responsibility or liability whatsoever on the behalf of any purchaser or reader of these materials. The Holistic Navigator is not a doctor, nor does he claim to be. Please consult your physician before beginning any health regimen.